We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Monday, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Anora Boys in the building. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. got to do it responsibly, man. Audio edibles each and every day, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, over at CFB Nation. Man, go lock in with us right now. Great content each and every day. You already know that we're indeed going to spin it different. Subscribe to us on YouTube, the notification bell. You need to hit that. So every time we post something or go live, you'll know about it. Subscribe. Make sure you smash that thumbs up. We appreciate you guys, especially because we've been getting 100% in our likes, man, for the past week or so. So we greatly appreciate all your comments. We respond to all immediately after the show. Home of the misguided passion. Yeah, yeah. Anora boys. We're going to keep spinning it different. And don't forget, our merch shop is right there underneath every video on our YouTube page. Go shop for the best crew necks, hoodies, trucker hats. We got more merch coming. The spin it different line, the gritty line with the leprechauns doing the gritty, showing how we spin it different. And then the logo line. You got the gritty, the gritty one kind of tough. I'm not gonna lie. The gritty one is tough, lie. man. The gritty one is tough. So we got some more stuff coming, man. We're gonna keep spending the different in the Patreon. We got content dropping over at the Patreon just for ten dollars a month. You're literally going to get more a list and a lineup of shows on a weekly basis that's going to give you fantastic content, not just about Notre Dame football. We're gonna be interviewing. Hall of Famers, college football greats. We got some interviews coming up from Super Bowl weekend out in Vegas this week. Great content that's going to be posted over there. Membership is just $10 per month. $10 per month. You know, we're giving you uh, ND flicks. You know what I mean? Instead of Netflix, we're giving you ND flicks over here. And then in the spring, you get first dibs because I'll be recording immediately after each and every practice a video and i'll be posting it on the patreon and that's how you get first dibs on my thoughts and my point of view of what i've seen at practice 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. We're going to keep spinning it different. We're going to keep spinning it different. Left, how was your weekend, bro? Weekend was great. You know, usually these are some of the worst times in uh, sports because it's the end of the football season. Basketball is kind of like whatever. But and, and I think this is the women's basketball season. Is that what it is? I mean, I'm getting up in the morning at 9 a.m. The girls' game is on. So maybe that's maybe yeah. that's a new input, you know, college and, and WBA. So um, I do think that uh, the weekends are a little slower, so it feels like they go a little longer for me. But um, always good to – to come back on a on a fresh Monday and get on the pod. Bro, very, very good weekend for myself, man. I can't lie. And uh, I enjoyed watching the Grammys last night, bro. I'm an old soul, bro. So you didn't think some of them performances was a little 10, 10, 15 years overdue? No, I said I'm an old soul. So I enjoyed like dude, I've been a Joni Mitchell fan since I was Young. What'd you think about so, the Steve, the Stevie Wonder? I think he losing a little bit. Him and uh darn it, 80 years old. I know that's what I'm like. What who are they gonna have performing when Stevie and those guys they these are reoccurring? I don't know. I know dude, the way they AI is incredible. Okay, because the way they lined up visually and audio wise for Tony Bennett. Rest in peace to Tony Bennett to actually include Stevie. Yeah, they had in him. The that was AI? 
pointing to him. Yeah, that was an old performance. He wasn't talking to Stevie Wonder. It was like, yo, I was like, yo, yo got me. <laughs> I'm hey, sitting there really? like, yo, this is incredible, No, Because he even shouted out Stevie at the end. Yeah. And so that's AI? Man, bro, they... Yeah, I can't trust nothing. Man. <laughs> yeah, was I was like, yo, this is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So and yeah, you can tell Stevie was trying to keep up. That's why it threw me off a little bit because I didn't know if he was trying to keep up with Remember, they, they messed up. Because it's a live show. It's, right, one, of the, right, it's right. one of the mistakes they made is they hit the wrong video to start. Yes, 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 yes. That's and then they cut and went back to Stevie, and then they came out with the Tony Bennett. I think it threw Stevie off a little bit at the it beginning. Did, because he because he couldn't he didn't know when to come in almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's but he, he got back on the professional that he is. Yeah, I mean, I thought it, you know, I've always been kind of like, okay, they love to bring up these artists that were like first of all i didn't know that many people passed that's the first thing i didn't when they was playing the stevie i didn't know that many people passed you forget I, during the course of a year you forget. of a year i'm like yeah, man all yeah. the people in one year that's crazy but then you see like bill uh was it bill osteen or uh osteen went joel osteen at the end mm-hmm. and i didn't know they played the little documentary he didn't make a song for like 30 years you and Billy Joe. Billy Joe, yeah, he makes yeah. over thirty years. Billy Joe, I don't know. <laughs> Billy Joe looks like it just it just looks corny. <laughs> Even when he was younger, he was he was like corny, right? But man, once we saw that that dude had pulled Christy Brinkley, <laughs> we gave that dude all street credit. He had all street cred. What they, what they say, we didn't know you. We were familiar with this part of your game. And he put Christy Brinkley in the Uptown Girl video. Yeah. We were like, all right, all right. <laughs> you good? You good with us? Get over here, man. You <laughs> good with us? I thought the um, the Burner Boy and Travis the Burner Scott, Boy was man. good. Tra- let me, Travis Scott to me, I, he, his performances just don't translate. At a Grammy setting, when he starts smashing the chairs, yeah, he was good. He just doing that. He's a fantastic performer, but as far as like the Grammys, That's I don't not know. Grammy type of no. Yo, shout out to SZA, nine nominations. The she commercial got, was better than all the performances. I thought her commercial performance. Man, I thought that look, was good. The Mastercard, whatever that was. Look, shout out to SZA and her nominations is an ode and a nod to the artists and the artists knowing what's best for them ladies and gentlemen she created an album that was as soon as i heard it i told my daughter i told my daughter i said this is a b96 album what i mean by that the r&b and hip-hop station in chicago legendary wgci that is launched Yo, many careers, many Hall of Fame careers in radio. I said, this is a B96 album, which is, you know, the pop album in Chicago. And my daughter was like, what do you mean? I was like, this is her crossover album. Oh, into being mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the reason it took so long to come out is because TDE did not want her to do that type of project. They wanted her to continue 
to give her fan base. I mean, I think she probably amassed a, a bigger fan base. But my point is, as the artist, she held fast to her guns. They made her go back in the studio to change it. Like, no, no. And she said, no, this is the album. This is it. Nine Grammy yeah. nominations, bro. You look, the artist she won though. That was crazy. I mean, she won. What did she win? She won one award. I think she won three awards, and only one of them was actually aired. Dude, her album was better than Taylor Swift's album. A hundred percent. But that was like two other albums in the comp in the uh nomin amongst Did the you listen to the Down Baptiste one? I didn't I didn't even I didn't even know about that one. I did not listen to that album in total. I did not. Did I you did hear not. any songs? I mean, he was up for a lot of nominations too. And shout out to TDE for finally putting in money for a performance. Because <laughs> the scissor performance was absolutely amazing. The commercial one, right? The Kill Bill joint. And even the one that went to commercial when she was on the uh I forget oh, the, what that's called. Forest the tree yeah. thing, whatever. Yeah. Man, look. Shout out. Thank you for supporting the artist, bro. Especially in a big moment. And about, dude, uh, I think her her acceptance speech, you could tell that she was still changing backstage when they called her name and Lizzo was waiting for her to come out. Lizzo. She comes running out and she's holding her dress up because it's probably not all together, but you know she got a lot to cover up. <laughs> and um you know, her speech is absolutely amazing. She was like, it's amazing that Lizzo is giving me this award because it was just seven years ago that we were basically doing, you know, rooms of 100 people opening up for other people on tours and uh, to be here right here in this moment. What do you think of the Killer Mike victory? Did you listen to the album? Oh, Killer Mike's album is absolutely fantastic. Do you think it was three awards sweet? fantastic yeah because it wasn't really a good year in like hip -hop. Well, if, if any year he could do it it was this one it was this year it was like perfect time yeah 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 yeah. Okay. um and everybody's talking about of course the uh jay-z speech the jay first of all the jay-z speech was like people don't realize it's too late no people don't realize how funny jay-z is in in a jay-z way yeah right Cause like when he hit him with, when he hit him with the sippy cup joint right off the bat, he was like, "Yo, that was based upon the Grammy that he gave him." He was like, "Yo, this ain't nothing but a sippy cup for Blue, cause Blue was he, a baby." And then he, and then he, uh, and he, he had Blue did. on stage, yeah. and then he went off stage and actually poured his champagne in the in the Grammy <laughs> and drank it. So why well, was it black, not gold? Is that just because it was Dr. Dre's? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. But it's like, yo, I am, and it's connected to the black collective, black music collectors and all that stuff. But man, it was, he's petty funny. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like Jay's petty funny. It's like, you gonna reward me, I'm gonna just use it as a sippy cup right here. Like, I'm Then he lose no to, time. he didn't even mention his wife, but notice he never mentioned the Academy as well. Oh, when he was just saying like, oh, no, so you know how people say thank to, thanks to the Academy. No, he was like, thanks, Andre Young. Thank you to the Black Music Collective. He purposely was like, yeah, he was throwing shade the whole time. Man, it was. And I then, wonder why you know, he didn't mention Beyonce though. No, because he didn't want. I he that's another thing. He was like, there's a certain artist. He was talking about Beyonce. He was talking about his wife, but he was like, yeah, there's yeah, a certain yeah. artist, you know. 
And he was like, yeah, some of y'all, you know, y'all might get robbed and some of y'all might get robbed, which is a double entendre. Because it's like he's in L.A. He was like, yeah, you know, artists get robbed in L.A. I'm like, dude, this dude is like spitting bars in a regular speech. Like, he just picked. The dude is funny, man. The dude is funny. And then he's like, keep showing up until they, you know, finally give you your accolades, finally call you a genius, and finally have to call you a chairman, which is all the things that they call him now. So the speech was well done. It was funny. It was petty funny. And it, it's, you know, it's Jay-Z, man. It's Jay-Z. Is it going to ruffle some feathers? Probably. Because I saw Janelle Monet frowning when he was saying it. It's like, whatever. You know. She got she got nominated for album of the year too, and didn't win. Not having heard one single, I heard one song. Ain't that crazy that the albums of the years and songs of the year you probably have never heard of? Yeah, that's like the movie. I think the movies is a little crazy because you can get away with that, yeah. but a song you ain't haven't even heard it one time, and it's lasted a whole year to the point it gets nominated. And shout out to Meryl Streep for saying, even though it's probably written for her for saying as she. Um, present record of the year. Why don't you just call it single of the year, dude? It confuses people. She said same thing. Right. The song of the year is not for the song. It's for the songwriters. For the songwriter, yeah. Record of the year is for the The single. She was like, and she was just like, so it's the single of the year. Because I could have swore they did the record of the year like a couple, like 30 minutes before that. And I was like, what's the difference? Yeah. Cause they, cause they, one, they did a record of the year, and then she came out and was like, "This is single, it's the same thing," and I thought it was the, I thought it was the album. <laughs> it was just some of these is like splitting hairs, you know. Man, it, it's I, I enjoyed it. Me and my wife, we enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm an old head, so I enjoyed Joni Mitchell. Billy Have Joe. you heard of Olivia Rodriguez? Rodriguez yes, too? yes, yes, yes. She's been man. She's her? been on fire for about three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, the vampire song. I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't. I'm she like, maybe it's how dude the video is worse than the performance. You have to see the video. Oh, I'm about to I'm like yeah. she bleeding on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yo, that was that was the weekend. Hey, shout out to the NFL. They might be on to something the way the NBA is on to something with the in-season tournament. Oh, all the games. That, that new yeah. format. It was entertaining, bro. It was actually entertaining. That was like one of the Pro Bowls I actually stuck with. I mean, they had so many different. I mean, they was. And you know what? They had the right dudes in the Pro Bowl, dude, because they had dudes that the actually seemed the like they wanted to be there. Yeah and, the, yeah, and the players actually seemed like they wanted to be there. I don't know. Maybe it was being in Vegas. Maybe they need to keep it in Vegas, right? Because players like going to Vegas. So maybe keep it in Vegas moving forward. But every man, the format, I loved it. You know, Jason Kelsey, his last year, him enjoying it. You could tell he was having fun. Maybe it was just a perfect thing, perfect atmosphere for it. But I liked it. Lucky Lucky Podcast on today's show. Thank you for allowing us to talk about our weekends and the Grammys and everything else. We're going to talk about what's smoking coming up. But then we're going to get into the transfers. Riley Leonard, Chris Mitchell, and some others. And Lauren Lando, what they had to say when they met with the media. But it's always left. What's smoking? What's smoking is brought to you by Fashion Geek, Fashion Geek, AlonzoJackson.com, Fashion Geek. We run the city. And um, what's smoking is uh, 
four-star linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him, C.J. May, decommits from Notre Dame. And uh, it's funny because, because this comes on the heels of a heated argument that me and my co-host had a week ago. It was literally a week ago about the backyard states because Malik, only as a Notre, Notre Dame man can, says, yo, <laughs> everywhere is our backyard and recruit. It is. Like, yo, the left. I, look, International recruiting service. You're supposed to believe that. You're supposed to believe that, right? And I countered with Alabama and Georgia are not backyard recruiting states for Notre Dame. They never have. They They're never will hot be. spots. You know how you, you call it yeah, tomato, 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 <laughs> tomato, tomato. You call it what you will. Yeah. You know. Um, where is CJ May from? Where is he from? Where is oh, he from? Uh, now, mind you, CJ May is not even a top five player in the state. Because that was my caveat. Like, name the last top five player that's right. from the state of Georgia, Alabama, that Notre Dame got. But, you know, he's a top player in the state. Top seven. Uh, where is he from? He's from Alabama, dog. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's 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 what happens in backyard states. See, that's not fair because... Uh, wait, 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 wait. We're going to take fair out of this conversation. Go ahead. You have to consider the fact that one, mm -hmm. we wasn't even competing down there until Marcus Freeman started putting his hat in there. Second of all, mm -hmm. yes, we always knew the problem was the retention, not getting them. So I don't necessarily take anything away from Marcus Freeman by losing them, just like I did when he lost Keon Keaton. Now I think there's a certain retention process that has to, you know, be better, which I think is what the future of the program is when we start working with people of Aqua, some wins start coming in the program, win a couple playoff games. I think that would help recruit him in these quote unquote unhome states. Before a guy like CJ, the attention that you're probably getting is different than other places. I think, if anything, his recruitment got heightened once he committed to Notre Dame being where he was at. Hmm. I think the, the vultures came out even stronger. It ain't it ain't hard for them to go up to Chicago right down the street from our school and out recruit us, especially when they when they have a, a Notre Dame and they top two. Justice Scott said Notre Dame was in the top two. You got Kirby Smart and Ryan Day there the next day. The next day. No, that's 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 a fact. That's a fact. So so fact. so so we going down to their home state and, and got guys committed. Now we ain't just saying offer. We got a guy committed. Top, top, not a top five guy, not a top five, top 10, but, but that just shows you that how threatened they are because they like Notre Dame breaks in the south. So, wait a minute, you you think coming to get the seven best kid in the state of Alabama, it's a when, slight, when, when the top three were going kid. to Alabama, you that's not new to kid. As well, you know, I, I, I don't think Nick Saban was intimidated, not one bit. Now, maybe the new coaching staff. <laughs> But the city is saying that Nick Saban was intimidated. Uh, now, Saban, uh, Saban don't even don't even matter. Out of sight, out of mind. We can't even talk about Saban no more. He's a he's the urban legend. Coulda woulda. He's the coulda woulda story. But now everybody's super threatened at the fact that we even because they the, the thing is, what are they gonna say to Notre Dame once we start poaching? Not even poaching. Once we start grabbing these guys from the quote unquote backyard states of Georgia and Alabama, that what's the what's the ramifications down the line for that? 
Because now, not only are we proving that we don't need to be in the conference, we don't need this structure of we can recruit in certain areas, we recruit everywhere. And that's why it matters that he's not in the top five. And it just shows you how petty these other schools are because because he's not in the top five, it should be no problem. He's like, what's the problem? They said, if you're anything close to the top five, you top seven, that means you can get top five the next time. So we got to squash it where it's at. So I don't. I think it's one of those tactics, those recruiting ploys that that these teams do to offer when other teams have offered, just so you don't go there. That's all it is. Because why is the attention so fervent? Because we got to commit. Damn, Keon Keeley was underrated until we found him, and then we find him now. He's the hottest thing on the market, and now he want to decommit, and everybody well, wants to go get him. Well, now you're talking about what Notre Dame has to do to shop down that aisle. They have to get on these kids earlier they can't alabama and georgia can sit and wait because they're alabama and georgia ohio state can sit and wait no ohio but we're state, I'm just saying, we're ohio state is now coming after damian shanky and we validate i say we validate kids we validate kids to be oh oh no they ain't got them oh, okay now we yeah because kids will put notre dame in their top 10 and notre dame isn't even recruiting them heavily <laughs> Yes, the brand. Yeah, kids use the brand. Absolutely, kids use the brand. Absolutely. If you get Absolutely. a little gold, a little letter in the mail, you putting that on your on your site. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Because clearly, you put it on your site. These coaches really gonna pay attention. They are gonna come to your school the next day. That's the easiest playoff ever. It's the hottest girl in school. Done said your name one time over the announcements. Yeah. Are you going to tell everybody that that you that you on her mind all day? Yeah. No, but we know you're doing it to make them other girls jealous. Other girls that don't compete with, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's an because look, the, the one, the, not the one coach in the one program that they don't want to start knocking down dominoes and recruiting is Notre Dame. Yeah. They, they don't do fight with each so other. Much leverage. Yeah. Kirby will fight Nick Saban all day. He'll fight Ohio State and Michigan all day. But that's a fair fight because the one, they all got the same they, things going on. They do not. They do not. They do not want Marcus Freeman to, number one, they don't want Marcus Freeman to win. No. And they don't want him to start getting big-time kids. Remember what they said said about Obama? They didn't want Obama in office. And then when he got in office, they didn't want him to get nothing done. Same thing, because if he got something done. Dude, I remember my father said, my father said this. He said, I'm praying for the man. He said, because when it's all said and done, they're going to make it seem like he was the worst president of all time. And they're gonna make and that's what exactly what they're gonna do for our guy Marcus Freeman. That's why they're fighting so hard. Cause just think, just think. Marcus Freeman go in there in a in a quote unquote transitional period. Mm-hmm. In a short five year period, comes out with a championship, comes out with top five recruiting, comes out with draftable players in the first, second round. All which are possible in these next mm-hmm. two years, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all which are possible. Yeah, you got to think. Okay, then you take a then you take a bigger step back, and you be like, okay, Notre Dame's independent. They got their own TV deal. They got their own apparel. They've been here the longest. They don't need us for nothing, and we constantly complaining to them about them joining the conference. They mess around and win a championship the way they're doing it, not spending thirteen million for an elite roster, not necessarily poaching the best players. Not getting the the twenty five star guys, they did it on a transfer quarterback, or they did it on some in house guy that nobody recruited, <laughs> right? 
Oh, it's changing it. It's changing the face of college football because now we're in the driver's seat for real. These super conferences can't do nothing with an independent that wins a championship with NIL restrictions and acceptance restrictions, recruiting restrictions. Because <laughs> now those schools got to pay even more. If they paying $13 million at Ohio State now, they mess around and lose and we win a championship, they're going to have to pay $26 million. Ohio State went all in, bro. They went all <laughs> they in. They made $26 So this is, a, this is a huge risk for people that aren't Notre Dame to let Notre Dame win. And then you put the fact that Marcus Freeman got the whole the whole it factor thing. They're like, oh, this brother going to be here for a long time. If we let him get Justin Scott, a Peyton Bowen, a, a, a Blackie Young, a, 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 all these guys in, and he's only been there for two, three years, they're going to think differently in Notre Dame. Yeah. Then that's the problem. Now that's it's the easy. problem. It's easy to negative recruit Notre Dame now because we've right. been kicking Brian Kelly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Ryan Day came in specifically to make sure that Notre Dame didn't get Justin. Just, yeah, just it's like not even realizing that he would get him. They can't get him. Yeah, look, you don't want to go down the street. Oh, so, absolutely. Cause why would you want to do? So that's the whole thing. It's the it's super easy to negatively recruit Notre Dame. And I think Peyton Bowen got a lot of that flat. But see, that's going to be the problem moving forward, right? Notre Dame can always jump out in front and be top three. Yeah, we can, we got number one in moms. We got Thank the you. whole four for forty thing. I mean, we got all the stuff that you would want hindsight to a college experience. The difference is, oh, that same benefit is also the quote-unquote curse because of perspective. So if you eliminate the perspective, because you got the person to eliminate the perspective. You you look at Marcus Freeman right now, you go, okay, well, no name, okay, I'll give it a chance. To but let us win? Oh, man. It just will be hard to negate. Because if you can't negatively recruit Notre Dame, it's just going to be tough to beat them. So the easiest thing teams do and coaches do right now is just negatively recruit. Now, wait, 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 wait. Not now, because I think they're working to change it. But when people are negatively recruiting you and you actually invest into the negative recruiting that almost proves them right, you get what you get. You get what you get, right? When you go out, look, man, I'm sorry. When you go out and you recruit at Notre Dame, you recruit Drew Pine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the quarterback that you wanted to lead your class. And then you turn around and you evaluate and say, a kid that had interest in Notre Dame, wanted to go to Notre Dame, his high school coach played for Notre Dame. You had the connection, you had the opportunity. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that head Mike Bray was from yeah Mike Bray either went to Dematha or Gonzaga Mike Bray is from the DMV you had that connection and you choose Tyler Buckner over the guy that's about to possibly be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft oh we known for that we known for that that's, we stop we stop that's playing into what people say it was after Jimmy after yeah. Jimmy we stopped doing that we stopped chasing the top five 
top three quarterbacks. Okay, and Charlie Weiss was the reason you started going to get top quarterbacks, right? That was yeah, the guy that. Then, that's right. When Chuck Martin got in, that's when the recruiting of and value of the quarterback position went up. Mm. That's when you start having people you remember. I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy was probably the last. Oh, no, no. Hendricks was probably the last of the unknown. I mean, Hendricks was pretty good in high school, I guess, but he wasn't no. When Coach Martin got in there and then Ev and then they did Ev and then the whole lineage. That's when it was like, okay, recruiting's at a high point. Because when Coach Martin left, it took a dip because all those success from 12 to 16 was Coach Martin, Denbrock. Uh, that was that group. That was that recruiting cycle. Elston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Booker, you had uh, Cooks, Kerry Cooks in there. I mean, you had some guys. You know, the every program goes through the change, obviously, but that's what a negative recruiting became. Because I think, I think after 2012, just the the direction of where do we go after this kind of hurt for a second. Yeah. In a recruiting standpoint, I mean, we had huge change from defensive philosophy from a Bob Diaco to a Van Gorder. From a recruiting standpoint, a scheme standpoint, it was just a lot going on in that transition. So I think it impacted, but but now we're such we're so solid. And I think a lot of that is because of the structure in the coach's office. Chad Bowen stays, Al Golden stays, Marcus Freeman has got his third year running. You feel good about the hires coming in. So and you got make so you got pieces in that staff that if they could just stay there. Yeah. I, I believe if, if the staff stayed with Kelly, we would have yeah. had multiple championships. It's just like, damn, when you're getting all your best coaches taken out of there, do the great opportunities. Now, it ain't like they just – these are horizontal moves. These are vertical. These are just you moving up. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. It would be different if the coaches were leaving and the guys getting elevated. Like, you lose Denbrock or you lose Martin. And then you elevate Matt LaFleur. If that, if that had happened, now it's a different ball game. Different ball game. They they were just all there at the same time. They, they were all people, there at the same time. Everybody left at the same time. It's That's like, crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Everybody left. Now the quarterback evaluation is like uh, it continues. Yeah. And grows. You still got to recruit quarterbacks, even Absolutely. though all your quarterback coaches and everybody leaving. So it's just, you know, I, you got to give credit for Brian Kelly to be able to navigate that, you know, maybe not oh, to a championship, but to yeah. navigate that to be the winningest coach and the, to hold a position at Notre Dame regardless of football coach, just position at Notre Dame for 10-plus years, and you're not father X, Y, Z, you, you got to be you got to be tied in. You're doing, the right, you're doing something right. And they paying you more than anybody on campus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They wasn't good stewards to Brian Kelly. They, they gave that brother whatever he, he did. Earned until he earned the end. it. He earned it. I mean, did he earn it? Getting to that national championship in 12. But getting to ain't the same. You think that that was the big, let me tell you, that national championship was one of the (laughs) biggest teases of all time, bro. It was one of the biggest teases of all time, right? Magical season. It wasn't a tease because we just saw the differences between programs at the highest of highest. But Cam just came on the podcast last week and said the 2011 team was more talented than the 2012 team. That's why it was a tease. Ali. Shit. That's why it was a tease because it was like, 
Yeah, we got to the championship, but once you saw us lined up with Bama, it was like it wasn't, it wasn't no, it wasn't no championship game. Hell no. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. So I want to talk to you about an issue that has come to the forefront. And I guess it kind of blew up even more. We already knew this. We know Notre Dame, once you commit, once you start talking about taking other visits which according to reports CJ made was talking about possibly taking other visits in order to do that with Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, you have to decommit. They're not about to allow you to take official visits as a commit. Oh, he, now, hold on, wait, wait, wait. he said that wait, wait, Marcus Freeman got a rule that if you commit, you yeah, yeah. you know, they don't do official. That's been a long, that's been going for since he was here. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So like if you're committed you're to us, you can take the unofficial. You want to take the unofficial? Fine. But you're not about to be taking official visits as a commit. Really? Which, how would they, which, how would they know? Which is difficult to do. Top kids are going to take official visits to other schools. That's what I'm saying. We're not, it's, it's, we're not pulling nobody's scholarship. That's well, see, that was the same thing. Keon Keeley came to them, came to Notre Dame and said, look, I want you all to keep recruiting me. I know the rule. I love Notre Dame. But, yo, I'm really interested in taking this official visit to Alabama. Notre Dame was like, yo, our rule is our rule. So Keon Keeley did not want to decommit, but he had to decommit because of Notre Dame's stance. Do you feel like that's something that needs to be looked at? Yeah, I mean, I think it should be a case-by-case basis because we know that one thing is for sure. There are no standard rules in college football that can't be modified. Because if they're not modified, they're just going to work negatively against you like a Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, in theory and in and in moral principle, yeah, Dabo, all that shit sounds good. Until you can't get nobody to – until you're getting blown out because you can't recruit, right? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it should be subjective to the individual case. Keon Keeley, yeah, we we talk tough, but come on. I mean, hell, Notre Dame had to do it for players. To it, Knicks, Gunner Kill. Shit, we took Gunner Kill. First of all, Gunner Kill committed, got the signing day, said he want to go somewhere else, and we still took him. So, uh, you know. Now, the flip side, I I want to be fair. The flip side of that, that we've been told, is that Notre Dame would not allow official visits from committed players elsewhere. If you're committed elsewhere, if you're going to visit us officially, you have to be committed in order for us to bring you in an official strong arming kids, man. I man, look, I'm just saying, look, I just want to point out that it goes both ways. They're being fair on both sides of it. But I just think you kind of you pigeonholing yourself. Yes. You yes. can't only, that's yes. what I said. It should be case by case because at the end of the day, if Keon Keeley want to come, you better take him. What are we talking about? What are we talking about in terms of what we need for the team? That's the same thing with I love Jimmy Johnson's style of coaching compared to the whole, in some cases, Nick Saban's style of coaching where mm-hmm. it's uniform, Bill Belichick, everybody, da da da. But at the end of the day, man, you got Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> so you, you, you doing a lot. <laughs> to be trying to hold Tom Brady to the standard of a seventh round pick after yeah. seven Super Bowls, you know. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. unrealistic. 
So Marcus Freeman should play in the middle. Shit. I mean, if he's a big fan of Trestle, then he should know everything about playing in the middle. You think Terrell Pryor would have committed to Ohio State with Ohio State telling him you got to decommit, you got to this? No. They would have never got Terrell Pryor. What are you talking about? Terrell Pryor was a two-time all-sport, you know, Mr. Pennsylvania, all of that. Number one player. You think Ohio State really told this man, listen, if you commit this, you can't go nowhere. Why? That's a number one player. Sometimes you just got to listen. I, I know nobody bigger than the program. But, hell, you can be as tall as it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't got to be bigger. You can be just as big. Just as big. It's good. Because, man, oh. we – Oh man! I think because it, it's already we already got recruiting restrictions, we all got nil restrictions or whatever. Why are we making it harder to recruit? I mean, we've got it down to you can only be fitting in this column, or you can't even get looked at, and damn near get your scholarship taken. And and it's even crazier because you got to be renewable every year. So. I don't know. I think- and, and Jason Smith has a, has a point that, that is fair, right? Thank you, Jason, for tapping in as always. I think you get burned more often if the policy change, but it also allows for a kid to have the what ifs and not be 100% bought in and more likely to have once adversity hits or to leave once adversity. See, this is, see, it's a, why did Nick Saban leave and why? Has Bill Belichick not gotten the job? Because that style of coaching cannot work. Same with Kobe. Kids, Kobe kids. can't go in the locker room and take kids' shoes because they say tra- he think they trash. It just wouldn't happen. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe I think Kobe could still get away with that. We wouldn't get to that. We, that's petty. That's on the petty train. <laughs> that story was crazy. That's on the petty train. Let's say that for the petty the train. But kids will be like, "What?" I, I think people need to realize that it's a new era of recruiting. Recruiting is not the same. It's not the same. These kids that are freshmen and sophomores in high school are recognizing that they are brands and their parents are recognizing that they are brands, right? There's a reason why Caleb Williams' father has not he, – Caleb Williams' father has no need for an agent. He and the – he's Lamar, the didn't Lamar Jackson – didn't Lamar Jackson's mother just do his contract? Yeah. Okay. But it's a new age. These players, you know, I'm just saying, these players and their parents are understanding that they have power moving forward. We just talked about what Jay Billis said is coming down the line. Recruiting has changed. I mean, they're talking about Caleb. You not can't sit unless back. It's a percentage of the team. What is that really, about? You really think you're about to recruit a five-star kid and not have a serious conversation about NIL? Yeah, you're going to have a serious conversation. Well, why are you offended by having to have an NIL conversation with a five-star? That's why Saban retired. Shit, he's like, I ain't having these conversations. It is what it is. (laughs) Things have changed. It is what it is. The cat is out the bag. The horse is out the barn. Whatever analogy you want to use. There's no difference, though, between why Saban stopped coaching NFL. Because he can't treat them players in the NFL like he could in college. Now the NFL players are like the college players. He like, man, I I left the NFL and, for this. Three, that's wrong. Bill Belichick has come out and said he will. He's open to coaching. 
Yeah, yeah Bill Bill's in a in a down bad position. Bill Belichick now, knows. Bill Belichick knows where he stands, and he knows that people are not going to give him full autonomy like he had in New England. He knows. Bill knows that. He, it's just the, he fact knows. That the coaching style. They don't know how he'll be in a new era of things, and that's the problem. He's seventy something, bro. That's the biggest issue. Not him being a GM. He's seventy. And everybody that's getting hired. 30, 40 years old. Like, that's where the NFL is going. Young, yeah. new, creative, and genius coaches that are on the cutting edge of where football is going, not where it's been. And that's where teams want to go. And that's what college coaches need to go in recruiting, my man. You can't sit there and not expect kids who have been given, by rule, unlimited visits to not take visits because they commit to you. Almost like expecting a college kid or expecting a kid that goes to high school with a high school sweetheart to not look at the girls at college because he has a high school sweetheart. I married my high school sweetheart. I also had girlfriends in college. That means I broke up with my high school sweetheart once, twice, and actually dated other girls in college. Period. I married my high school sweetheart eventually, but man, I'm going to look around. Like these kids could still eventually end up at Notre Dame, but they're kids given limitless opportunities by rule. They're going to look around. They're going to want to look around. Even when I was still committed to my high school sweetheart as a freshman stepping on that campus down in Champaign-Urbana, my eyes, I was not blind. I was still walking around campus like, God, oh my God, who is that? And we expect these kids just because they're committed to any program, whether it's Notre Dame, to just not look around and not be impacted by coaching changes and what other kids that they know are going and wanting to possibly check out a place that one of their friends is committed to. Like, what? We're being unrealistic. That's that's just unrealistic. It just is. And I'm not sitting here saying I have a problem with the rule. I'm just asking whether or not the rule in some way limits Notre Dame. That's that's all. I think it should be adjustable to who we're talking about. Now that is the case, right? But a because, kid, because you played well, once again when they were recruiting Deuce Knight, they brought him in. Deuce Knight got better treatment than every other recruit that weekend. That's what I'm saying. It's like, duh, he the number. Come on. And if Deuce Knight wanted to visit somewhere else, I guarantee you they wouldn't tell him to decommit. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. They would probably try to sway him not to go, but they're not going to make no news about telling him to decommit either. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, you sure? Like, let's just, you know, you ain't got to do this. Mm-hmm. You got to do this, Deuce. You like you like where you at. You don't have to. But they're not going to be like, oh, well, you're going to have to decommit. They would not ne- What? 
Because they know that that just it just it, it doesn't work like that. So yeah, if you the running back that was committed and you like a four three star guy and you know love Notre Dame and all that, <laughs> if you come up there, Marcus Freeman's like, hey, I need to talk to you. That's understandable because there's a value there's a value thing. Okay, if we can Dean McCullough thinks we can get a higher star guy. So we gotta have a tough conversation. What's a higher star than Deuce Knight right now? See, you 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 gotta do it by value. If the value isn't higher, that's just like they 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 took up for what Antonio Brown was doing until his play went down. Right. When his play went down and the BS was still up there, it just didn't work. So if we're going to trade Deuce Knight and be super tough and say, oh, if you want to go somewhere, you got to decommit, then we need a player better than Deuce Knight. You only do it with players that you think you can get that are better. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it for a guy that is your the, the centerpiece of your class? Like, I just don't think it's realistic to do it all across the board, but I think it's a good method to use to fiddle out the, the, the role players or the, the guys that – can add to the to the class. But if you have foundational pieces, it is what it is. That's why Ohio State paying 13 million. You think Notre Dame just not paying 13 million because they don't have to? No. Like in the real world of top, top, top players, you're gonna have to pay something. Yeah. And then it's not even about like I see comments in the chat. It's not about being a jerk, but everybody is welcome to their opinion. But adults get to adulthood and forget what they were like. Forget, they don't want to tell the truth about who they were as teenagers. I tell, I have to tell adults that all the time in my line of work, bro. Like, dude, you don't want to admit. I tell people, they always want to say this generation is horrible. I'm like, dude, we did the same things they do without technology. We didn't even have technology. And we were lying. We were cheating. We were cutting classes. We were going to somebody's house to party on half days. Everything that these kids do, we were meeting up downtown as as groups. Oh, these kids is. (laughs) No, no, no. Their technology gives them the opportunity (laughs) to make it better. All I'm saying, the teen pregnancy was a huge deal back when I would. Are you kidding me? Girls are walking around high school with it. It was still a big deal. But these kids think differently now. These the the, the thoughts is just dude. It's just it's, technology magnifies it. But to sit up here and okay, act so like that makes we, it, that makes it it's worse almost then. the same argument. There's bad music in every era. But there's know, worse music people. now. Sexy Red wasn't around during your time. <laughs> and you know that. Red if Red Sexy Red had a no, song. We had some cats like Queen Pen and stuff. There's some bad female artists. Not Sexy then. Red bad. I, it's magnified. That's what I'm saying. Social so media worse. technology gives the opportunity for those things to, to make be it magnified. Worse. Yes. They were able to be hidden back in the day because they weren't as exposed, <laughs> but they existed. That's my why point. It's worse. Is that that's what I'm saying? That's what makes it worse in a sense. But don't act like we weren't doing the same exact <laughs> things that teenagers do now without technology. We we literally use pay pay phones on the corner to set stuff up, bro. Okay, it was okay. like. But okay, it's think crazy. about it. even in the so, street. No, moves. this is let me get to my over my point that I want to get to is. Stop acting like you weren't fickle as a teenager. Stop saying <laughs> yeah. that kids don't, if you don't, are you kidding me? You would call a girl in high school your girlfriend and get to school two weeks later and be cheating on her. 
or talking to another and girl behind the phone. back. So it was easy. Absolutely. Like, what are we talking about? Like, kids can't get emotional and making a decision like, oh, I love this spot. I love Deuce. This is where I want to be this month. And three months later, things change. It could change. And He's all of a sudden, 17. Well, well like, don't commit. You, what are you talking about? They're teenagers. He's 17. They're I'm teenagers. And we expect teenagers to all of a sudden act like mature adults and make mature adult decisions, dude. That's not that's not how life goes. That's we have to understand what we're dealing with. Period. And it's not even we're talking about the upper echelon. We're not even talking about this is a CJ May issue because he went on IG and Deuce Knight confirmed that that was the rule. Deuce Knight was cool. He and was, Deuce yeah. Knight was cool with it. My Deuce Knight also gave him the Deuce the uh, the the Deuce Knight. He the gave Deuce him the Knight, Deuce Knight, yeah, brother, on Twitter. Like, all right, brother, enjoy that. You want to go to Auburn? Enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Look, the rule is the rule. Deuce Knight confirmed it that that was the rule. When CJ May was on IG, you know, I'm trying to explain like what happened. Like, don't act like I act. I didn't want to be at Notre Dame. This is their rule. I wanted to take visits. And then, well, can they take unofficials? Dude, it's a different visit when it's an unofficial and an official visit. Ask Malik. And an unofficial visit and the attention you get is totally different than an official visit. It's yeah. different. Kids that are going to show up for official visits. You're more, you're more likely going to get on an official. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There's a reason. Unofficial visits are not the same as official visits. It's a it's totally different. It's totally different. It's like going out. Start. It's like you you going out with a girl. Unofficial. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even go on the plane. You know, you. Unofficial, you get your own way there. Official, you land. They got the dude with your name tag. Yeah. Oh, this is Mr. Deuce Knight, Mr. Malisa. Come on, we've been waiting for you. Right. Got Royal, the car service. Royal you pull up. They got the they got the room with the all the nice assortment of gifts and treats and right. You know who they thinking? <laughs> you know they put your name on the name. Oh, Mr. Zaire. Oh, okay. It's different. You getting a just a what? Just an amazing. You would think that. <laughs> it's different. Officials make people believe that that's why the rule is the rule. Or oh, if they get Absolutely. you down, what you think happened to Tommy? That's why they Saban, know. Saban put that Tommy put that flight on Tommy mm-hmm. and told him when he got there, he said, "Hey, you're not leaving, Mister Reese. Just, just whatever you need while you're here, make the phone call. We make it happen." And he didn't leave. He yes. been in Alabama since he his stuff is still in the office at Notre Dame because he couldn't go back. Yes, from his official visit. That's why we yes. had a problem with it. You ain't going down to just talk to saving on no private plane for no reason. Yeah. You down there because you down there. And what do we say about top kids? You have to get them on campus. If you don't get them on campus, you have no shot. Once you get them on campus, you got to get them to take an official. If the kids are not taking an official visit, more than likely, they're not coming. So this is really not about, because CJ May wasn't a top 55-star player. You know, but he's a very good player now. We're going to have to see Damian Shanklin. If they get Damian Shanklin in the class with Burgess, uh, I don't think people will be fretting over C.J. May. Right. He's a four-star. He's a decommit. It's a top story right now. It it is what it is. But there are players out there that they can find. But Al Washington has been on – I mean, if – 
I don't think they're going to swap out CJ May. They might, you know, they seem to be, they seem to like Ethan Utley. If Ethan Utley ends up in the class out of Tennessee, but I'm sure there are other kids that they've been in contact with that they're going to be in on. And I'll, you know, when those offers go out or those names rise up on the board, we'll check out their film and we'll see, you know, hey, but they're definitely comparable players to CJ May out there that they can get in the class. This is, in my opinion, this is not losing CJ. Losing CJ May is not comparable to losing Keon Keeley. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's not. It's just not. It's just not. So, man, it is. Um, and someone in the chat mentioned earlier, what does it all mean if you can't retain? And that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. Because I can tell you right now, Notre Dame has to continue to recruit Chris Burgess Jr. out of Chicago just as hard. Like, please don't approach that as it's over. Don't. Please don't approach it like that. Especially with the stat team that Ohio State has brought back in the season they could possibly have moving forward. I wouldn't fault Chris Burgess Jr. for feeling like, man, that's intriguing. Man, that defensive line they have. Yo, that's kind of intriguing. Hall of Fame, defensive line coach. Like, yo, it's intriguing. And me personally, it's a confidence issue, bro. It's like being in a relationship with a girl. I get perfect example. Because in Chicago, this is the culture, right? Left, this is the culture in Chicago. I went to Morgan Park. You have Kenwood. You have Simeon. You have Whitney Young. Those are just four of the schools where you know, yo, athletes go. Real hoopers go, real football players go, some dudes, right? My wife went to Whitney Young. Whitney Young was known common. You can common mentioned it, and I used to love her. Right? Kenwood, High Park, Whitney Young was said to have the best chicks, or but mostly High Park and D is who I messed with. That's his lyrics. Whitney Young, Kenwood, which says they have the best chicks, but mostly high park. He is who, which is CBS, where Jawan Howard went, was the girls that I messed with because he stayed over east by those schools. Whitney Young was always known as having the best girls in high school. I had a girl from Whitney Young. My wife went to Whitney Young. But her and her girls would go to Simeon parties on the weekend. They would go to Kenwood parties, Kenwood basketball parties on the weekend. If I'm that insecure, I'm gonna say, no, why you going to why you going to a Kenwood party? Because I know they got some hoopers over there that could be attractive to a high school girl. So my insecurity is going to make me say, oh, you can't go to that party. That's my girl. And if she wants to act a the fool, then I'll go find another girl at Whitney Young. I'll go find another four-star that's comparable or better. If that's the way you feel. And that works both ways within this rule. If they're saying that because they're saying we can go find somebody else comparable in certain situations, fine. But if you're talking about a Keon Keeley, a Pate Bourne, a five-star kid, or even a Deuce Knight, 
that you want to hold on that tight to as left left as you said it man that has to be an individual situation possibly moving forward like because you can't put everybody in the same box i love the integrity of the rule i love them sticking to their guns because that's how they've been on the recruiting trail they've been truthful with recruits and that's the one thing we consistently hear back from parents and recruits is how honest and transparent the notre dame coaches coaches and staff have been on the recruiting trail but man at some point maybe not in this situation it doesn't apply but down the road i mean you can't control how Deuce Knight is going to feel come July, August. Is he going to feel like, man, everybody see everybody else taking official visits. Maybe I should take an official visit to the SIP. Man, maybe I should go see what Kalen DeBoer has, right? Because Kalen DeBoer at Alabama with quarterback development is totally different than Tommy Reese at Alabama with quarterback development. That's a totally different pitch and story now. Totally different. So now if it becomes appealing to him and he wants to take an official visit, no, he's not. That doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him indecisive. It means he's a good player that has options. And he would be a fool not to take advantage of looking at his options. I don't think Deuce is that dude. I'm just saying, if that did happen, there's nothing terrible about that situation on either side. That's nothing terrible. Notre Dame could still properly manage that situation and still keep Deuce Knight in the class. They could. They could. So it's interesting, man. We'll see how things go down. We'll see how things continue to transpire with this class. Still a really good class. Still a top three class without question and marcus freeman and the crew i'm sure they're going to get the next the next guy in going to get the next guy in man they already have christopher burgess jr damian shanklin is in good position with notre dame or they are in good position with damian shanklin joseph reef out of chicago and then dominic hulak out of the chicago land area who i love dominic hulak in my opinion is extremely underrated extremely underrated and I think fans are going to get to see that coming up. Lucky Lefty Podcast. When we come back, we'll check in. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally heard from Riley Leonard. We don't have to believe the stories. The young man told us himself what's going on with his ankle. And then he talked about the freshman class. He has some glowing remarks for this freshman class. We'll be back to talk about it right here. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. 